Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone except Chase Owens. My name's Luke. I am your host of the Never Open Podcast, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Andy. Say hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Luke, and hello to all the listeners. And, um, you know, all I got to say about all that is not my king. That's right. That's right. Toriano for life. And, dude... We tried to escape doing too many shows by doing a smaller show last week. And where has that led us? We have five shows to cover today, so there won't be no recommends, no Kojima tweet and stuff like that. We do have one email, which we will read because it will have New Japan stuff in it. But uh, otherwise, it's going to be down to brass tacks. There'll be a little bit of AW, a little bit of uh, impact, and then it's uh, all, all summer struggle. And we will struggle through it. Struggle through it with us. Can we can we talk about Grape Ape, though, for a second? Yeah, okay. Oh, I thought you were going to say no. Okay. I don't really have anything to say about Grape Ape, except he exists. So. <clears throat> All hail the Grape Ape. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just got to find it. All we're going to have some phone. fun today, guys. So this is going to be good. We got a lot, oh, yeah. of, a lot of fun stuff to talk about. A lot of crazy, crazy shenanigans, and you know, uh, some of our favorites winning, some of our favorites losing. It'll be awesome. Yeah, it will. And uh, man, I watched a lot of good matches in the last few shows. Fuck yeah! Holy dude. crap! Man, this is crazy. So yes, we're we're going to cover some summer struggle. We're going to cover Wrestle Grand Slam. And there's also some ways you can contact us if you wish to. Oh, man, I remember it every week now. I shouldn't even bring it up that I remember every week. I said, just, yeah, just do it. But instead, I'm fishing for more compliments. Just, oh, just that rain them down. Good job, me. Luke. You're a good boy. Yes, you are. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. All right. So there are ways you can contact us. So you can do that on the Tweety. I'm at Grumpy2EB. Mr. Andy is at Drusifer Tweets. And we're both at Never Open Pod. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> and if you want to uh, send us a voicey email or a written one, or if you want to send a voicey email with a transcript, uh, that's that's good too. Whatever you want, whatever you want to do, it's <laughs> neveropenpod at gmail.com. Yes, sir. Excuse me. I just said the cough very quickly to said well well i must breathe when i talk or in between words yeah that's how that works yeah it's, it's all right uh i've just woken up my my morning brain will will catch up with my bodily functions and i will be okay i you promise. heard that you heard that first uh luke is gonna poop his pants on the show today so that's that's a, that is an exclusive here on the never open podcast that's right and if you want to if you want me to, now I don't know. <laughs> Vote in our know. poll on Twitter about whether yeah. Luke should poop his pants. You know, everyone's just gonna say yes. <laughs> smart asses. Yeah, pretty much. All right. So, what do you, where do you want to start? Should uh, I know you watched the AEW yeah, match? Let's talk do you want to talk a little? All right. So, since I watch it every week, and you don't, uh, I'll. You could start. What did you think of uh, Moxley versus Archer? 
Well, um, I really liked it. You know, Dynamite it, it last was, week. They, they took their time and did stuff, and it worked out pretty well. And, like, the spots look brutal. The fact that, um, you know, I, I've said many times on the show, I do like blood when it's used properly. Blood was used properly in this match to get heat on, you know, basically the underdog that's a giant dude. So the problem with being a giant wrestler is that you really have to protect that. But when you have to be the underdog, that's like the ultimate hard thing to do is to be the big, you know, big guy that's that's clearly bigger than your opponent and be the underdog. And I think he did that really well. And part of that is because Moxley's booked as a strong champion who beats everybody, you know, and uh, he finally lost. I was surprised and I really liked it. It didn't seem like it was on, you know, two times speed like everything else on AEW. So I really liked it. I felt like. Like, I'm watching the match, and I've got my brain in sort of cruise control because I'm just like, well, Moxley's at resurgence. They're not going to take the belt off him. Oh, they, oh, fuck. Okay. Well, they took the belt off him, which uh, is, is pretty cool. Like, Archer at this point in AEW has had a few title shots and has lost all of them. So uh, he, he really needed a win, man. Like, uh, he really, really, really needed a high profile win on AEW. So, uh, the only annoying thing I have about any part of the match that annoyed me was they did state that it was New Japan rules, and yeah. I did witness a 10 count. Yep. So uh, it shouldn't drive me as crazy as it did, but it did, uh, even though the match was was pretty good. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I don't remember, if, like, I didn't, <coughs> I didn't take notes. I kind of watched this while I was falling asleep. But, yeah, like, I just watched it. Was I there a rope break it. in this match? Like I almost I don't I don't remember. I almost feel like there was yeah. one. I could be wrong, but I you know, I always watch out for that because that happens a lot in matches where it'll be like, No rules, there must be a winner <laughs> and the ref's like, one, two, three, like trying to do a rope break and you're like, What the fuck are you doing? Like you can't you can't disqualify him. Yeah. You know, maybe how it didn't happen, of, you know, but how, how many times have we watched a uh, battle royal and someone's done their one of their fucking moves? that ends with like some transition into a pin or submission and then they do the pin or submission but it's like a battle royal <laughs> with no pins or submissions so they look really stupid yes. man i've seen i've seen that more times than i can remember it's just it's, it's just a thing that happens i guess <laughs> even macho man did that one time so you know one's perfect yep it is what yeah, it except is. for mr perfect well, of course, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I really liked it. I think it's cool that they did a title change. I don't know what that means for Resurgence or for Strong or whatever's going on out there on the west coast of uh, USA. But it seems like <coughs> it will affect the card somehow. We So, Hikaleo came out, and yeah. he, he challenged after mm -hmm. the match. They showed him in the crowd. And, uh, you know... He's fine or whatever, I guess. I really, I haven't really watched much of him over the years, um, but I just, you know, so he's gonna uh, Archer's gonna face Hikaleo. Is that on AEW or is that on Strong? Yeah, the the title match. Yeah, it could either be on on uh, on Strong or Dynamite. I'd rather have it on Dynamite, please. But uh, yeah, I was just like Hikaleo, and when you, you when you said. I haven't seen much of his matches. I'm just like, how many are there to watch? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He's 
and I'm not putting him down. Like Hikolo is fine. He's just new. He's just really green and new, and he's an up and comer. So I'm not, I'm not shitting on him, but I'm like, dude, there's not that much to watch yet. But uh, that's all right. It's yeah. yeah he it, mostly it just came out with Bullet Club as their like young boy. That was it, you know. And yeah. So like that's all I really know about him. And he wrestled Jordan Clearwater and beat him. That's kind of all I know. And Ian told me that. That's the only. <laughs> So, that's right I didn't even... in one of his wonderful reviews and before we get to his next one just let me get this uh out of the way it wasn't wasn't bad it wasn't amazing either but uh i did watch the impact section featuring uh, jay white so uh jay comes out to the ring and uh you know you, you think he's cutting a promo on uh, kenny and the, the good brothers and shit but uh, he's saying like he came to impact because finley was hiding from him <laughs> okay. So uh, he, he calls Kenny and the rest of Bullet Club, uh, the rest of those guys, the uh, the Bullet Club's biggest fans. Then <laughs> says the uh, Good Brothers' application to join the Bullet Club uh, is a no. So like, Callus, Omega, and the Good Brothers come. I'm not good at like paraphrasing promos, but uh, that's probably a good reason we're doing new japan we don't have to put up with that many promos when we do there in japanese but uh, omega and the good brothers come out and callus says he, he he should be asking permission to join the elite you know callus and omega eventually bugger off and uh the good brothers get up in his face and uh, demand he thanks them for making it easier to make a living in japan yeah, yeah. Uh, then uh, then they jump uh, jay white and exactly what you told me on the facebook uh, chat a week or two ago uh chris bay comes out and uh apparently they say on the commentary apparently at the start of the show jay made chris bay an offer but said the offer would expire at the end of the night so the good brothers are out of the ring and stuff it's just jay and chris bay oh my god that rhymes it's doing my head in and i think he's gonna hand him a t-shirt or something and then the fucking feed cuts off and i'm just like what you couldn't give me an extra like 20 seconds there I just, did he put the bullet club shirt on or not maybe that's a cliffhanger done on purpose maybe not i don't know but <laughs> that's what happens on impact okay yeah so just sounds like dumb stuff <clears throat> to me <laughs> i don't know so I... we're probably gonna get chris bay and jay white versus the good brothers it's not actually it's i already know it's not it's him versus them versus finn juice because that's who they're feuding with they're not feuding with oh that's right he's not there for the fucking bullet club uh the elite guys he just he said at the start of the promo he's there he's just there because finley's been ducking him like a little bitch well maybe this will be something for strong i don't know i can't imagine there's much crossover between people that watch strong and people that watch impact but maybe there is i don't know um, it doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. Hope people are enjoying it. There we go. There's Impact. There's a bit of AW. Should we get into Strong before we uh, dive right into the main bulk of the show? That's right. And uh, every week we get our Strong review from Ian. And uh, here is the Strong review for the week. Hi, Luke and Andy. This is Ian with another New Japan Strong review. The show started off hot tonight as a packed crowd came to their feet to sing along to Judas as Chris Jericho took to the... Hang on, that's not right. Give me a second. 
<laughs> Sorry about that. Turns out that the wrestling show with Doc Gallows, Wheeler Utah, Painmaker Chris Jericho, and an IWGP US title match wasn't New Japan strong. Many apologies. <laughs> anyway, first up tonight, we have Brody King and Chris Dickinson versus Gerald Nelson and Royce Isaacs. And this was a meaty wins. slab of big lad wrestling. New Japan Strong is largely a junior heavyweight show, so it's nice to see some heavyweight action. I can't believe I'm saying this, but Kozlov made some good points on commentary. What? Pointing you out shut that your while mouth. King and Dickinson had the power advantage, Royce and Isaacs had been working together as a team much longer. So would Royce and Isaacs' teamwork lead them to victory? No. <laughs> they put on a good showing, but King and Dickinson are clearly the number two seeds in this tournament, so march their way to the finals. Next up, Yuji Nagata and Ren Narita faced off against the Good Brothers. Ren Narita came to the ring with visible bruising across his chest, suggesting that he displeased Shibata. Or pleased Shibata. Or been in the same room as Shibata. <laughs> this was a nice tale of styles. Narita and Nagata exemplify the New Japan Jojo, while Luke Gallows pump kicks people in the face for fun. Unfortunately, Kozlov had clearly made his one useful contribution for the night and gone back to sleep, waking up every yeah. few minutes to say a generic heel line. The Good Brothers win fairly decisively, cementing their place as tournament favourites. In our main event, Tom Lawler defended the strong openweight belt against Satoshi Kojima. At the start of the match, Lawler tries to join Bread Club, but has misunderstood the concept and hands Kojima some bread. In return, Kojima hands him an ass-kicking. This is a pretty <laughs> good right. match. Kojima plays to Lawler's strengths and works with his MMA style. For some reason, commentary tried to represent Kojima as the underdog, which wasn't the story being told in the ring or the story being told by reality. Just as we're getting into the home stretch of this match, Kojima very clearly and very consciously stops wrestling and starts fighting, which leads to a greatest hits package of New Japan Wrestle Dad offense, including some <laughs> really salty-looking Mongolian chops. Kevin says he's sure that Tenzan is watching this and smiling. Bless <laughs> you, not, Kev, but he's not watching. It's okay. Right at the finish, Kojima wastes time playing to a crowd that isn't there, and that's the opening Lawler needs. They could and should have ended this with a clean pin here, but instead we get some pointless interference from Kratos for the victory, which puts a small blemish on a very good match. This was another good episode where everything mattered. By my count, we have another three episodes of Strong Before Resurgence. This is good because it marks the end to the black box, but I really hope they start building some matches for that soon. Thanks, guys, and until next time, keep it strong. Wow, that was pretty good. And, you know, a couple things. One, we're going to be talking about Shibata a little bit later. Some exciting oh stuff God. going on with him. And, uh, you know, I, I'm i so glad that Ian's watching this because I can't. I'm not, not going to do it. I'll watch the title match. Uh, <clears throat> so this is the first time Ian's covered some strong and uh, I've actually watched some of it. So rather than stream it live, like they just throw it up there like netflix does and you can just like watch it from wherever you want so yeah i just watched the the title match and yeah i i quite enjoyed it it was good i don't quite know what lawless deal is with all that fucking denim but uh i had, I had a good time with it the only like black mark on this match was i didn't hear the rest of the show so or 
yeah, hear the rest of the show, so I don't know what Kozlov was like. But fucking hell, he was so annoying <laughs> in this match. He was like this super heel commentator. What if Michael Cole, back at his heel phase, sounded like the teacher from Ferris Bueller's Day Off? That was Alex Kozlov a commentary, and it was driving me fucking insane. It was only one match. Like, I'm glad he didn't do English. I'm glad they just keep him for the strong stuff. If they actually, I'm not. When they start getting a crowd, and if they're going to take this more seriously, look, I don't dislike him as a person, but maybe you want to get some better commentary up up and out there. That's, well, that's there is a little news commentary-wise. Oh. They've, uh, you know, it's only for a Fight TV exclusive. So if you're watching on Fight, you're going to hear yeah. um, Aiden English or whatever he calls himself now uh, uh, doing commentary. I always liked that guy. I, I liked the VOD villains. I thought that was a really like cool gimmick, too. man. Uh, too cool a gimmick for the WWE to ever have really done anything with them. Yeah. Plus, it turns out one of them was a bit of a fighting douchebag backstage or something. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I had their T-shirt. I really liked them. And and just like so many things I loved in NXT, they're nothing now. <laughs> you know what's funny is that, like, <clears throat> indie shows all the time book that Simon, Simon Gotch guy. And, like, I've never once looked at one of those posters and been like, oh, wow, Simon Gotch. Like, I don't give a fuck about him. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand why people, like, think he's, like, a draw. Maybe he is. I don't know. I just don't. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe people see something we don't. But we have done it, Mr. Andy. We've done the strong. We've done the impacts. We've done the AWs. All right. Let's talk about the important shit. And, and I just want to point out before, like, I know that, Ibushi was touch and go whether it would be that title match or not. But, uh, yeah, they were showing those uh, Ibushi Shingo video packages all the way up until the last day. And I was just like, oh, man, if you're not sure that match is going to happen, you might maybe put the kibosh on those. But they did not. And uh, that match. They paid someone to make those, man. They got to use them, you know? I'm I'm happy to hear Ashy interrupting our our broadcast. It's been a while, and I you know I know she was sick and she's better now, so that's good. She's excited because of uh, the outcome yeah. of what happened after the Shingo title match. Yes, because uh, of her favorite wrestler. But let's do it, man. We got some summer struggle to start us off, and what we're going to do this time, everyone, is the last time we had a monster show. We didn't go into the every little detail and minutiae of the tag matches. We just mentioned if there was any important stuff and then uh, moved on to the big stuff, I guess. So we're going to tr- try and do that now. No, so this is the match where uh, I kind of tweeted it out. I don't mean I don't mind if uh, Doki loses this time because I get sick of him losing and I want to get see him get a W. But I looked at this lineup and I was like, uh, yeah. I wouldn't mind if that happened, but uh, instead is a close fist punch and a pinche loco and Doki wins a match. So you know there is that. What what this did match did though it would it just promised some really cool shit between El Desperado and Robbie. That will smooth the silk, man. Yeah, the and also Suzuki Goon was back to their brawling on the outside ways. You know that was kind of another thing, and I. You know, I thought Desperado got the pin on this. I, I didn't realize it was Duke. Yeah, he did. 
Okay. Uh, no, no. He, he, he did win, but technically the guy who never gets a W, Doki, yeah. he's, t- you know, he's always the guy getting pinned. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. So, so he, te- he it's won. like, yeah, it's like when a young lion wins a six man match, but the young lion didn't get the pin. So same thing. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so he's team one, which means technically he won too, which is pretty good for him. I guess it's a step up. All right. Shut up. What's next, Lou? <laughs> All right. We've got evil sleepy pimp dicks versus Yoshihashi, uh, Ishii and Tana. I don't think uh, Dick Togo's in this match. Actually, he's just outside with evil. So it's a six man. Yeah. There's just like this massive prolonged beatdown on Ishii because I think this is just the match where he just comes out by himself. He keeps coming out by himself and he keeps getting beat down. But, uh, I do like, uh, uh, there's a part in this match where Ishii's getting beat down and Tanner pushes him out of way and takes a, a, a boot to the face from Kenta. Wow. And uh, I also liked that uh, Pimpy ate a high fly flow. So uh, there's really good stuff there. Yeah. Um, we had the, like, hot tag to Tanahashi who had his foot on the second rope and one yeah. on the first. God, kidding me. They had awesome double down him and Kenta. But, like, something that blew me away about this match is that whoever was calling the match with Milano um, on the Japanese commentary just called every move a brain buster. <laughs> it's like, fisherman buster, it's a brain buster. Fucking, you know, guy punches another dude, that's a brain buster. <laughs> Everything's a brain buster. <laughs> that well, hit him in, in the head. The head has the brain in it. Yeah. It's Must like, have busted it. It's like leg kick, uh, I get brain the, buster. I keep my brain I in my, totally my, 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 my leg. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's pretty good preview stuff for the uh evil uh ishii and the tanahashi kenta matches there and these next matches kind of annoy me a little bit it, they're all okada with someone else versus okada on the cob and they all kind of end the same way really so uh we we get some really good cob okada preview shit which is awesome but uh you just look at this match and you're just like, Goto's going on a tour? Question mark? Yes. And I saw that and I was just like, oh, Andy's not watching this live, but when he sees this, he'll have a huge ass fucking smile on his face. Hell yeah. This match is awesome. This is like Jeff Cobb keeps taking the drop kick away from Okada, and that's mm-hmm. that's his like move. That's the move that he can't win without that, you know what I mean? And so uh it's pretty cool. He does his own drop kick. Uh, Jeff Cobb does, and I really like this a lot. Not just because Goto lost, but I mean that felt pretty good too. You know, that was just added icing on the cake, dude. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so next we have Wato and Hon. This is this we get this match fucking three times. It's Wato and Honma versus Bushi and Shingo. Here's my note for all three: Shingo could beat these two up by himself. Pumping bomb on Shing uh, by uh, on Wato by Shingo. Move on. <laughs> All I want to know is who is watching Three Dads Gym while Hanma and and Wato are wrestling. You know, and and that was pretty funny. Um, and also the fact that like um, 
you know, after the match, this is when Shingo decided that he's like, Brock Lesnar who? And he does three box jumps onto the apron just in a row and then just like preens of the crowd. Like, you see that shit? I could jump on the ring. I remember that. <laughs> awesome. I remember Brock used to do that all the time. He doesn't do that so much anymore. He slipped once. And so, like, they were he, they're oh, like, so nah, never again. Yeah, not going to do that anymore. So. <laughs> yeah, because if you slip in WWE, you're fucked for life. Yep. Like, what's the most played thing of the WWEs of um, Titus O'Neil? Who's slippy Titus O'Neil? Yeah. Uh, man. Remember Yoshihashi? Oh, my God. <laughs> Yoshihashi said to Titus O'Neil, hold my fucking beer. <laughs> And then fucking broke his nose on the steel steps. We <laughs> talked shit. about that on a Never Realm episode, didn't we? Yeah, I think we did. That's good shit. Uh, it, <laughs> I know it's bad to <laughs> laugh at someone's injuries, but... It's Yoshiaki. Man, that was so unexpected. Yeah, I just couldn't help it. So that is what it is. You can so, all decide what kind of person I am. Uh, we also, in, the, in this Wado, Hanma, Bushi, Shingo match... After the match, Hanma does the this ain't over, man, thing to Shingo. It made me laugh really hard. Um, but I look at, like, the progress bar, and it says that we have uh, one and a half hours left, and I don't know where we're, if we're getting a major... What is this I'm reading here? Is this me? I don't know what that means. Oh, okay, yeah, so I looked at the progress bar of the show at this point, and it says we have an hour and a half left. And I didn't realize that we were getting, like, major show main event style matches coming up. I didn't know that. So I was like, damn, when I noticed that these next two matches are fucking insane. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, we've got Zack Sabre Jr. versus Sonata. And amazing. It's like... Uh... Yeah. So I can't... I understand the first line of my notes here, so that's amazing. Oh, yeah. I, I get it now. All right, so this is my my feelings of this match. Have you ever seen – you've seen this a billion times, but just let me just get this out, Mr. Andy. I promise there's a point. But you know how there's tons and tons of wrestling matches, and when they start, it's like – I'm going to run at you with the clothesline. Dodge. I'm bouncing off the ropes. going to come at you. I'm going to dodge that. Now – now now we've got some mat wrestling going on, but, oh, we've gotten out of it. And then they do that freeze frame pose going like, yeah, all right. And everyone claps. Mm -hmm. That's this whole match. Yep. This whole match felt like that the entire fucking time. Like, and it def definitely got more intense and the moves got, like, more more put on and, and, and slower as it went on. But it always felt like counter into another move reversed into another move back just these two just fluid movement for the whole freaking time i'm watching this thinking like this is a masterpiece this is amazing <clears throat> and then they go one better by doing one of the most creative interesting finishes i've ever seen but they don't do it in this lazy way where they're both laying on their backs and they've got an arm over each other's chest or something like that you, you know what i mean yeah yeah so instead I don't even know how to describe describe this freaking they're rolling around doing pins on each other Sonata gets Zack Sabre Jr. in a pin and then and then Zack Sabre Jr. gets his feet puts them on Sonata's chest pushing them down so his shoulders are also down Red Shoes counts them both 
and it's a draw and both get so angry they keep trying to roll each other up after the match <laughs> uh not only did i i love this but it if we were if we were to do a thing which i don't know i know we don't really do it but if we were to say what a contender for match of the year is this is one of mine i, I fucking loved it it was amazing and i would I could have watched them do this for another half an hour. I'm sorry, boys. I know you guys will probably bug it after like nearly 30 minutes of nonstop moving around, but holy crap, this was great. What do you think? This, I mean, this is one of the best matches that we saw this week. It might be, I yeah. mean, and, and that's saying a lot because we saw some amazing yeah. stuff this week. Um, it's okay. So a couple things. One, uh, just some character stuff I noticed is that there was respect for the before the match and after the match. They kept trying to pin each other, and eventually they just gave up and walked to the back while discussing, like, hand-in-hand, kind of discussing what had just happened. So they're like friends now, you know? Um, They've wrestled so much and, like, come to this draw that they're like, well, okay, we're buddies now, pretty much. So that was really cool and some neat kind of character babyface type stuff. Um, We also had, you know, almost zero strikes in this match until very, very late. There was like none and so i noted that immediately i was like wow they're not doing strikes at all and like we had like one european uppercut by uh zack saber jr and it was like blocked and that was like up until like almost the last five minutes then they started doing the strike thing uh you know the boo yes spot or whatever and that was the first time they had done strikes the whole match which is you know obviously extremely rare in a new japan match and that tells you a lot about what luke said about how they're just going from thing to thing to thing to thing to, and breaking for a moment and then going from thing to thing to thing. I mean, it was a, the sequences were extremely long and complicated and the ending was unreal because they do this rolling fish out of water thing where they're like, you know, it's pin after pin after pin after pin that ends in that double pin thing that you described. And that was, I don't know if I've seen that before, maybe like in a Jermaine Gresham match, um, but or Jonathan Gresham, excuse me, we had a football player named Jermaine Gresham. I always get those mixed up. Jonathan Gresham uh, would do something like this in a match like this. Uh, but man, this is, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Don't get much better than this, you know what I mean? This is awesome stuff. It's, uh, I guess, what people would might call a technical masterpiece, really. Certainly, certainly. Uh, I I watched this and I was just like, well, how how the fucking Naito and Taichi going to top this? I don't think they quite top it, but it's still a really good fucking match. So that's what that's what the next one is: Naito versus Taichi. Uh, I really like their solo matches. I do believe Taichi won the last singles match these two had together as well. Nice. I think that was in the uh, New Japan Cup last year. Uh, Taichi was uh, beating some major wrestlers, and I remember us saying at the time that this is like the start of kind of Taichi getting some serious big wins. We know he was never open champ before that, but, you know, that was a win over Naito, and I think he had a win over, was it Tanahashi or something? He had two major wins. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think maybe Ibushi was one of them as well. Like, it was just crazy. So, Taichi was on a roll, and that role hasn't really ended. He's been doing great. So, uh, I, I enjoyed this. Look, I felt like Naito had the upper hand for most of it, and he was working uh, heelish. So, uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, whereas Zack Sabre Jr. and Sonata was pretty evenly matched. There was definitely more heel face stuff in the in the second match. It was, you described it to me perfectly and uh, Andy, by saying uh, you you were saying that like 
Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. does the technical shit. Taichi does the character shit. Yeah. They're a perfect and, tag team and, because of that. Yeah. There's there's a crazy moment in this match where it's like one Destino, there's a countered in a Black Mephisto, That's and cool. Naito kicks out. So I was just like, okay, Naito's kicked out of that. He's got his, you know, Taichi's got his big move on. That's cool. Now Naito's going to win this. But nope. Another Black Mephisto, and we've got we've got it like Taichi beats Naito, and I love his promo at the end. I I can't remember all of it because it's in Japanese, I guess. But he starts off with uh, Buenas Noches. Oh, yeah, he says Buenas Noches Osaka, just like uh, just like Naito does, and Naito's still standing there, and he's like, "Fuck you." He's like, "Okay, you're awesome. That's good. Good job, troll level well yeah. one hundred or whatever." But this match had the feel of a huge main event i mean like this yeah. had a lot of like you know i mean naito's out in the his full entrance taichi's doing his full entrance and everything it's just it was really good and you're right about the naito being the heel thing this is all about getting heat on taichi and him overcoming and he did um <clears throat> i started doing an insiguri count in this match and then i lost count because there were so many um <laughs> 300 insecurities in this match which used to be Inoki's <laughs> finisher by the way so uh that's funny um but well didn't a ddt used to be jake the snake's finisher yeah. and now ddt is just like everyone could get dropped on their head in a ddt and it's fine it's fine yeah i mean pimp juice is a ddt but it's a special one because he's on his knees do you want <laughs> do you want to hear something cool like sure. i just checked out the times for both sonata and zack saber jr and you can sorry you can talk about the match in six sorry about that and then naito and taichi they both ran for 24 minutes and 21 that's right. seconds were, that's what i'm saying these are long matches you know and and you don't by the way just so there's something funny i don't know if we've ever mentioned this before but like if you're in, in a naito match and it's a big match it's going long it's gonna go long that's like naito always goes long uh, which is fun, yep. but you know, this wasn't like 40 minutes, uh, what he typically does, but I just really liked it. I thought it was awesome. Um, the, you know, like you talked about the Naito hitting the evolution or whatever, but Taichi like counters it into the black Mephisto. That was fucking cool. Um, and it gets really intense where the crowd is just clapping their hearts out and the wrestlers are going hard as fuck. And it's like, yeah, wrestling's back, man. Uh, it felt good. Yeah, it did. That was a super cool night. Uh, and then let's just go straight into it. We get our second show. like, And that show was in Osaka. And there's usually a shocker in Osaka. So you've got the double pin for Zack Sabre, Zack Sabre Jr. and Sonata. And even though they've built up Taichi, you can still... And even though Taichi's beaten him before, you can still say that uh, Taichi defeating Naito is... Uh, also a surprise maybe not a shocker in osaka the way they mean it to but that that is what it is you like but yes uh, shocker in osaka yes. yeah because it doesn't quite rhyme but it, <laughs> but the, the thriller in manila you know <laughs> yeah <clears throat> look if, if i was watching the english commentary of these shows which i don't think we, was there english commentary for all three nights or just no. No, just the big show, I think. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And I watched the last, yeah. uh, the 727 show, I watched that with English commentary because it came out, you know, after the live show. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, the, Kevin Kelly always likes to bring up the, sh the Shaka in Osaka. Yeah. But uh, let's let's go with uh, Goto and the Mega Coaches versus Jado, ELP, and Shredder. 
and we get a bit bit of uh, Coach Goto here, which made me chuckle, and he even has a whistle. So uh, I do I do appreciate that. Now ELP goes after Rocky Romero in this match. I just want to point that out, and he goes right after him because he's fucking pissed off that he had a thirty minute draw against Rocky because he he thinks he should have been able to smash Rocky no problem. So uh, that that's pretty funny. It's a really great opener, too. We get some Ishimori Goto stuff, which uh, brought back some fond memories, uh, especially probably for you. <laughs> and I like the ending to this match. So uh, we've got uh, Taguchi has Jado in an ankle lock. And that's my phone, sorry. But then uh, sudden death to Taguchi and Jado pins Taguchi. Yeah. <laughs> um, probably shouldn't attack with Goto because he did nothing in this match. He stood on the apron. And then he wrestled Ishimori for a second and tagged out. What a waste. <laughs> Fuck Udo. <laughs> I just took my phone. I'm sorry about that. But yes, uh, now, when I watched this match, I was just like, I hope Doki's watching this and then points out to maybe El Desperado. He's like, see, I could win matches too. You put the pinche loco on and I'll yeah, get the pin. That's right. See? That's, that's that's fucking team. I mean, if right Bullet there. Club can work together, then anybody can work together. Because as we know, that's e- right. evil always turns on itself. So that's right. Uh, evil beats himself up all the time. Uh, I said up, not off. But yes, uh, <laughs> let's go to our next match. We've got Yano Ishii and Tanahashi versus the evil sleepy pimps. And this is a super fun time. And uh, what I do like, and I like it even more in hindsight because they delivered on it, but uh, the Tanner Kenta parts promise a match that'll be pretty rough uh, in terms of them beating the shit out of each other. So uh, that's really cool. And you get that vibe that Ishii doesn't just want to murder evil, he wants to murder Togo as well. So uh, that's really good. <clears throat> and uh, it's also good for me because last night Pimpy ate a, ate a high flow flow and tonight he eats, ate a brain buster by Ishii. Good. Uh, no days off Yujiro there getting jobbed out twice in a row makes me smile. This was funny because, okay, so, like, we had Yana running around trying to use the handcuffs on everybody, which was funny, you know. Uh, he's yeah. trying to practice, you know. But uh, this match is real clunky. Uh, it's not good, in my opinion. But there's something really funny that happens at the end. So Ishii pins Pimpy. And then Ishii starts fighting everybody else in Bullet Club and just kills them all. And fucking Pimpy doesn't even help. He just walks to the back. There's like a there's a camera shot where Pimpy's walking to the back and the other Bullet Club guys are just getting their asses kicked. <laughs> Yajiro's done his job. He's out. Yeah, he's done. He literally has done his job. You're right. And so and it's funny because you know ELP is trying to create harmony, trying to give Jado a win, and uh, you know you got Pimpy just walking off. <laughs> Damn, Pimpy. Yeah. Doesn't care. And I thought Jono didn't care. <laughs> uh, you know, um, man, I see Jono trying to make shit even more entertaining. And, you know, he's still Jono doing Jono things. But I, 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 I don't know. You don't expect him to do much more than what Jono's doing because I guess he's, he's kind of booking back, helping book backstage and stuff. But, uh, man. Yujiro's just the guy that's like, yep, that's my spot in New Japan. I'm just going to coast until I retire. Fuck. So Goto went on a tour. Whose turn is it now? Oh, my God. So it's Yoshihashi and Okada versus Okan on the cob. 
still, this still sets up Cobb and Okada perfectly. The way that they've built up that match has been absolutely fucking amazing. It's good, yeah. Yeah, the build-up to Okada. I like the match, too, so I'm not going to shit on that. I'm, I'm going to shit Duke on the finish, though. But uh, they're, they're booking Cobb super strong. They look and they they got plans for him. I uh, wish those plans involved wins, but uh, in singles matches, but they've got plans for him, and I like that. Of course, so uh, the second member of the Never Open Six Man Team gets pinned by Jeff Cobb <laughs> in a tour of the islands. So he's pinned two of the six man champs now. <laughs> two things from this match that were awesome. One is yep. uh, uh, Jeff Cobb. He goes to catch Okada like he's been doing when Okada does a drop kick. Okada fights out of it, but he tries it again, and, and Cobb catches him again and hits a fucking fallaway slam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's nuts. It looks insane. Then the tour of the islands it was a ripcord tour of the islands, so like a you know like a rainmaker tour of the islands, which was pretty cool. That's right. Oh man, it doesn't. You like he can use. You can run at him, and you can get like that full momentum to give you a tour, or or you can just like ripcord into it like that. Man, he's just a beast. I love kind of how they've been showcasing him. I know it gets a little annoying sometimes because I'm just like, Jeff, oh, Greater Khan's like right there, right there. Surely you could do a finish where Khan has, uh, sorry, uh, where Jeff Cobb has like Okada in a in a hold and he can't get out of it, while Great Okan pins Yoshihashi or something like that. But no, they're all tours all the time, and that's fine. I, I like that move, so I'll just shut the fuck up. <laughs> fair enough. All right. Fair enough. I'll just shut myself down. And then, uh, look, I'm not going to talk much about this because there's three of these, and uh, it is what it is. But Bushi Shingo versus Honma Wato. And uh, I think Shingo's too fucking generous here. Uh, it should be Bushi who takes the brunt of the ass kickings here. And then Shingo can swoop in, kill everyone, and win. These matches are fucking weird. And last of the Dragon on Hanma. So these matches are kind of like to troll the audience to make us think that we're going to get Hanma versus versus uh, a Shingo for the title? I mean, I guess that's what they're trying to do. The Hanma does something so funny in this match. So, like, like, Wado hits a shoulder block, and Hanma comes in the ring to block for him. This is like... Two minutes into the match, he comes into the ring for, to block for him while he pins Shingo. Like he's gonna pin Shingo from a shoulder block. <laughs> yeah. Also, he does a Kamagoye Kokeshi, which is pretty cool. So that was. Pretty that is cool. pretty cool. Hey, Honma doesn't lack for confidence, no. which is a, a beautiful thing. And uh, all right, so we get kind of spoiled again with the uh, with the two main events. We've got our first one of the night, which is Tai Chi versus Sonata. And <clears throat> I love this match too. It's not quite, it's not quite as good as Sonata's Zack Sabre Jr. What is, yeah. but <clears throat> I like how you, th these two men must've thought about it. We can't do the same match. That's maybe not to our strengths for this time, but what we can do is maybe have it a bit more fun, a bit more character driven. So that's where they went with this match. And it was super fun. Like the first five minutes of this match, a Tai Chi and Sonata having a peck off competition. <laughs> They're flexing their pecs and trying to get the crowd to cheer. But Sonata's the bigger face, so you know they're gonna they're gonna go for him more. They're doing it for so long that Red Shoes gets involved and holds up and uh, Sonata's hand and declares him the winner. So uh, Kanemaru on Tai Chi, 
Oh yeah, Taichi's not happy. <laughs> and so Kanemaru on commentary thinks Taichi is the winner. And <laughs> I agree. <laughs> there's there's like a reverse rope paradise lock by Taichi. Like Taichi gets Sonata in the mixed up in the bottom rope and manages to put a paradise lock on him but because the rope's in the way you can't really turn him over so it's a reverse paradise lock i guess with the ropes uh this is <laughs> it's it after after they've got kind of got their fun stage uh, over with which is awesome this match gets amazing there's like great back and forth stuff it's it's hard of fun but tai chi makes a lot of people a uh, lot uh, makes a mistake. A lot of people seem to do. What you don't want to do against Jeff Cobb, don't run towards him. What you don't want to do with Sonata, you start doing pin combinations. Oh yeah. Unless unless you're Zack Sabre Jr. And even then, don't don't maybe you don't do those because uh, Taichi starts doing those reversal pinning combos, and I'm just like, Sonata's gonna fuck you up, dude. And O'Connor Bridge, there it is. <laughs> that was mad. But great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Take, hey. Yeah. That's two Sonata matches that I've watched, and I didn't complain once about that's Sonata. That's true. So. That's true. I mean, you know, these were both very good, and it has everything to do with the other guy and Sonata being in a position where he has to work hard. So both of these guys were, like, all Japan guys at one point, and so this is, like, some they did all kinds of, like, all Japan moves, you know, like Jumbo, Saruta, and Terry Gordy moves and stuff like that in this match, which is kind of fun, um, you know. And they had this really cool double down in the match, too, where, like, they both were just hitting huge moves onto each other, and then eventually they just both collapsed because they're both dead from hitting huge moves on yeah. each other. And, um, you know, like I said, after Sonata wins, this is a really funny thing because Taichi's like, yeah, I lost the match, but... You know, I won the peck off thing, so like, you know, I won that. <laughs> He'll so, never admit that he lost that. That was awesome. I thought that match was fantastic. Uh, you know, I'm more of a Tai Chi fan now than I ever was, and I'm just, I yeah. was always a big Tai Chi fan. So, all right, man, keep the ball rolling. Uh, what do you think of Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tetsuya Naito? Okay, I have some bad news for folks. These guys could not get on the same page in this match. So they're like 90% on the same page. So like there's this weird hesitation, split-second hesitation like on everything they do. And it's really strange. And it just doesn't... It really took away from the match for me. It's good. I think they've done much better in the past. I think their past matches have been way better. I agree with that. Um, I love me some Naito, and I think everyone knows that. But I think Sonata kind of stole the show both nights as well. Um, well, he had a help, wonderful help by Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. takes two to tangle, but tangle, uh, tango. But uh, yeah, way. I, <laughs> I, I think the Sonata matches were more fluid and just better put together however Naito Zack Sabre Jr I still I still had quite a bit of fun with it and you know Naito wins with the the Destino here as well so you know it's uh was looking kind of good for them on the first night but then the the tag champs beat the shit out of them on the second night and uh I'm just like wow they've just had they've both all four men have had like two grueling singles matches two nights in a row I'm just like, 
man, I just feel like I just got a G1 preview right there, you know? Oh, yeah. And, and there's you're thinking to yourself, there's no way that their tag match is going to be, like, better than what we've seen. I mean, there's no oh way, right? No possible God. way that the tag match can be any good compared to what we've seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, all four men want you to hold their fucking beer. And this is why I can't just say Sonata versus Zack Sabre Jr. was the best match this week, because I don't know if it was. So yeah. uh, we'll talk about it here in a bit. We haven't even touched some of the Aces things yet either. Yeah. So I'm, oh my God, let's, let's just get straight in. We've got <laughs> Show Yo and Robbie Eagles versus Kanemaru, Doki, and El Desperado. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, no offense to everyone involved, but it is the same match three times. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So that put me in a state of kind of complacency here because I expected, like, uh, Doki to eat it again. But, uh, no. I'll, I'll, uh, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. What was the finish? Uh, El Desperado and Robbie Eagles have, like, this amazing exchange at the end leading to Robbie Eagles. Uh, I don't know what the pin's called. I guess I can quickly look it up. But Robbie Eagles pins El Desperado the night before their title match. And as a thank you for humiliating him, uh... El Desperado grabs a chair and smacks the shit out of uh, Robbie Eagle's leg, setting up some drama for their title match. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, do I have any notes on this match? Um, let me quote Robbie Eagles. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Is how you do it. You've got to put the Aussie stank on it, dude. Sorry. I don't, I don't have the Aussie stank, my friend. You know, um, the closest thing that I have to Ozzy is my friendship with you. And, you know, I used to like Foster's beer, which we used to have this joke because it's actually brewed in Canada. And we used to say, you know, Foster's, it's it's Canadian for beer, eh, mate? <laughs> that's funny. Uh, Foster's is one of those beers that's like a lot of foreigners know it, but no Aussies really drink it. So uh, it's more famous, I guess, in Australia for being an export to other countries than rather uh, <laughs> us drinking that bullshit ourselves. Like, so like uh, Red Stripe in Jamaica or something like that. Yeah, yeah man. So uh, you drink your stank beer. That's all good. <laughs> what, kind of what, what kind of beer are you drinking down there? I mean, what's what's your go-to beer? I don't think we ever talked well, about that. I like dry beers. Mm. So I'm, I'm quite partial to some uh, Asahi, uh, Japanese beer. What a fucking surprise. Uh, <laughs> I like I like kind of dry dry beers, but there's some pretty decent standard Aussie beers that I don't mind. Aussie listeners are probably just going to be like, "You're fucking crazy, shut up." But uh, I like a bit of Forex sometimes. I haven't had it for a while though. Uh, Carlton Dry or Carlton Draft, quite nice. Uh, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, this like as soon as hipsters got into alcohol, they can't just became too much fucking alcohol. That's like, fair. That's fair. Yeah. I mean that we, we had the IPA craze like 10 years yeah, ago and oh my yeah. God, some of those IPAs, you drink them, you're fucking dead after one and a half and you want to drink it like a normal beer. You can't do that. You'd be fucking drunk. You know, just because, just because we dream about alcohol or beer that's three times as strong as normal beers doesn't mean it sh we should drink those. No. Yeah. I understand, my friend. But, what, well, you should uh, send me some names of some Australian beers or Japanese beers that you're drinking because I have a international grocery store near me that pretty much has every beer in the entire world. So, bet I can get some of them. All right. I'll uh, 
Um, I'll endeavour to remember that. Uh, you'll have to remind me because I forget shit all the time. But uh, yeah, well, I can I can send you some beer recommends, I guess. But yes, let's do it. Our next match: Mega Coaches, Yoshihashi, and Goto versus El Fantasmo, Shredder, Mister No Days Off, fucking Yajiro, uh, and Jado. <laughs> But I won't go too much in this match, but there's this really goofy spot where Taguchi's up on the top rope with his ass out, and Yoshihashi and Goto, you shredder like a battering ram on Taguchi's <laughs> butt. And that was really fucking fun. And we've got a remix on the finish they had the other night where Taguchi has a ankle lock on Jado. Eagle P goes for the sudden death, but... Giant flying ass attack by Romero, and Jado taps out. Did you know that Grape Ape was over? Um, f- he's forty foot tall and he's purple, and his catchphrase is Grape Ape, Grape Ape. Did you know that? I know now, and uh, I guess that's uh, all the words Mr. Andy has for this match. <laughs> yeah, I was just talking but, about Grape Ape, you know. For some reason, you're obsessed with Grape Ape. <laughs> you started awesome. talking about Grape Ape this morning as we're trying to, like, uh, get the recording started. And I, I thought he was higher before we even started. So I don't know. He might still be just everyone. <laughs> but... <laughs> well, actually, Grape Ape is also a marijuana strain. So maybe I am high. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I'm just, uh, I just really like Grape Ape. I thought it was funny um, to talk about. <laughs> Dude, just the name Grape Ape makes you want to laugh till you piss your pants and slap your thighs, doesn't it? I, mean, I don't know about that, but. <laughs> oh, man, you're sore. You're still shaking with laughter. I can, I can see, I oh, know, I can't see, but uh, <laughs> let's go with our next match, which is Okan on the Cobb versus Yano and Okada. And it's a fun match, which I expected. Okan to lose and uh, he did Aww. and uh, he did it with a bit of a botched finish uh, it should have been a double count out because uh, Yano was a bit late to come in but uh, Yano tries to cuff Okan to the outside and he hasn't quite worked out cuffs yet should have gone for the blindfold match folks but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know uh, whatever Red Shoes looks like it. Or who's the ref in this? Chumpy? Does he look stupid in this? Yeah, he does. And I don't mind. So, uh, you know, uh, I did. So, uh, I can't on the cob lose because of Yano shenanigans. And uh, when when Okan gets free, he takes his frustrations out on the young lions and beats the shit out of them, which is uh, awesome. As he should, you know. And, and there is a big story thing in this match is that. Um, I think it was after, yeah, after the match, um, Okada's like, shit, I don't even know if it works anymore. Let me try it out. Hits a huge drop kick on Okan, or, or, or Cobb, excuse me, just to prove to everybody it still works. I think the, the crowd went uh, a little nuts just seeing that too, so, uh, and rightfully these, so. These crowds have been pretty hyped. They're like, oh shit, the Olympics can't have crowds, but we can. Fuck y'all. It's awesome. Yeah, shove your gold medals up your ass. Yeah, the yeah, bronze right. ones too. Yeah, uh, no one likes the silver. It's uh, yeah, fucking. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so really cool stuff. And look, I'm just going to briefly say Homawato versus Bushi Shingo, third fucking time made in Japan on Wato. And 
I know you won't have anything to add except for grape ape, grape ape. <laughs> I mean, there was a funny spot where Hanma tries to do the Kamigoye uh, Kokeshi thing, but uh, Bushi chokes him with his t-shirt from behind. That was good. I like that. Yep. All right. So I want to talk a little bit about Ishii versus Evil because not only is that the next match, but we got to talk about it. But I want to talk about it in terms of, all right, Bullet Club. We'll have matches with Kenta. And does Kenta cheat? Yeah, sure. Of course he does. He's in Bullet Club. And then we'll have matches with Switchblade, and he'll have uh, maybe Gato with him. And does Switchblade treat? Yeah. Yeah, he does. But then we'll have long instances where it's more pro wrestling focused, and it's more about these two working out of psychology to do moves on each other and stuff. Now, I think everyone knows that I love me some evil. I have the T-shirt. I'm, I'm an apologist. And some people are going to be very happy when I say this, but at at some point, Togo's got to be either incapacitated till he's done, kicked the fuck out, or or something. There's got to be a, a component in these matches that makes Evil go, all right, I've got to knuckle down and uh, beat the shit out of my opponent for a bit. I'm not feeling it so much with the evil matches as I do with, say, um, Kenta or uh, Jay White. I feel like evil's... Maybe that's the way they're booking him. They, they want him to be this kind of heel that just pisses everyone off, and that's fine if they're going for it. The, if if it's worked, right? But at some point, I want to see that uh, evil that beat Okan in the G, uh, Okan, Okada in the G1. You know, yeah. I want to see that come out. I don't need to see it every time. I understand he's got this new role, this new character. That's fine. But every now and again, I need to see that evil make a peek and and do some stuff. I'm not saying this match is bad, and I'm not going to shit on it because I I quite enjoyed it. But I I have come to the kind of that part of my life where I, my evil fandom, where I'm just like, all right. Your shtick is fine. I think you and Dick Togo have got it perfected. Now I think there needs to be uh, some more evil shining. I don't know. Does that make sense? Absolutely. That makes perfect sense. You're tired of the shenanigans a little bit. You want some more actual wrestling, which I get. You know, I get it. it it's, you know, I mean, this match was headbutts and chump bumps is what it was, you know, so I, I get it. <laughs> headbutts and chump bumps. Yeah, you know. And And look. Uh, and then and then, the match did something else that annoyed me. It reminded me again that Ujiro exists. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't want to shit on Evil. And I think I've held out for a lot longer than a lot of other uh, Evil fans have. And uh, there's probably some people who uh, are like, what, Evil used to be amazing? And I'm like, well, he still is. But uh, maybe it's how they're booking him right now and they then. I don't know. I don't know what it is that they're not letting him do some of this stuff, but uh, it can get annoying. But cheating shenanigans, it's good when, when the actual wrestle components are happening. It's great. I really like the chemistry Evil and Ishii have. But uh, uh, the uh, everything is evil. STO eventually, thanks to some... Uh, did he hit the pimp juice? I think he did. Yes. Yujiro. Yes, Yujiro helped. Yeah. Now, okay. So if you go back in the, the annals of our show... 
which is way back. All right. Mm -hmm. um, you'll find uh, me talking about the first time the evil threw someone into the announcer and then or the uh, timekeeper and then did it again. Um, and the timekeeper went flying all over the place because the first time it seemed like it might have been a mistake and maybe it was. And then they just kept doing it. And I remember saying something along the lines of someday down the road, somebody's getting get, get revenge and it's going to be awesome. And Ishii did it in this match. Yeah. He, okay. So Evil had knocked, had thrown Ishii into the announcer's table and the, the announcer or the uh, the timekeeper, and he went flying. And uh, so what does Ishii do? He beats up Evil, incapacitates Dick Togo, and then puts Evil in the in the fucking timekeeper's chair, sets the table up, every and everything, and then throw throws Dick Togo <laughs> into it, and they all go flying. That was awesome. I love that I think so that's much. the uh, best moment of the match as Certainly. well. Certainly. It was it. amazing. I love that. Um, you know, Ishii got real real mean and, and tough towards the end, throat chopping, you know, uh, uh, you know, evil to get revenge, which is always good. Love the throat chops. And, uh, you know, the run-in from Yujiro is a little much, but you're expecting this shit. And, you know, I think if we had a match or a card of, like, five matches... And most of them are like serious pro wrestling matches, and you have this in there. I think it's a lot more palatable. But because we have these tag matches that kind of have some shenanigans in them, and then we have yeah. this, and then we have the serious match at the end, it's kind of you know, it, it's it's kind of losing its its power, I guess. You know, that kind of. Not, not only that, we got spoiled the previous two nights by seeing like some bangers with Naito, Zack Sabre Jr., Sonata, and Taichi as right, well. Yeah. So. Yeah, it is. It is. It is what it is. Uh, and, uh, look, it's fine. Also, I just want to point out that as much as Ishii likes to lone wolf it, uh, he's in a faction and is in a six-man tag team. So where the fuck's his team at? They don't care. Uh, no, no, no one's doing Kanemaru like run-ins for fucking Ishii. Dude, and, uh, well, Goto was uh, trying to get a connector flight back to fucking. He doesn't know about running across the ocean, so he, you know, no, no one's sharing that with him. But he's he's trying to get a flight back, and Yoshihashi was on his way to fucking Hawaii. So like, you know, uh, that's right. <laughs> can't help him. You know, they're not. There's a million other people in in chaos though. So <laughs> <laughs> million, there's a million people in chaos. But. That's true. Uh, yeah, so let's let's get back to uh, all right. So there's something exciting that happens. Great babe? Shibata comes out. Oh, sorry. All right, I thought we were talking about great babe. No, 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 no. But uh, Katsuyori Shibata comes out, and a lot of people more, uh, I guess, uh, with more experience of watching Shibata matches, uh, notice straight away that he's wearing tape. That was. Hey, I'm the one that noticed that because I always yeah. That's what other people notice too. Don't act like you're the only one with eyes, but yes, you did. You, you did say that to me straight away. Oh my god, he's got tape on. I'm like, okay, so that must mean something, and it does. It uh, just means quite... something in wrestling. If you're taped up, why are you wearing yeah. wrist tape? It, usually, if you see someone taped up that doesn't normally use it, that that means they're gonna blade. That's what it usually means. <laughs> You know, it's amazing when uh, someone can casually sit down and go, I'm going to do commentary now and have wrist tape on. And then uh, the internet fucking explodes going, oh, my God, is he cleared? It was not Holy like shit. that. I didn't see that stuff on Twitter. Come on. No, but no, no, no. But uh, here it is. We have and it's it's, it's good that Shibata comes out for this because he's got a bit of beef with Kenta. Kenta betrayed him to join Bullet Club. I guess it's because the New Japan fans are turning on Kenta as well. So they thought, fuck it, let's turn this guy heel. And I think it's one of the best things that they've done with Kenta 
was uh, put him in, in kind of bullet club. But uh, here it is, Kenta versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. This match is full of drama. It is fucking awesome. These two just beat the shit out of each other. You you, you, you get a sense, like they're probably buddies or whatever, but you, you just, but the way they, their, their characters and everything is set up, like it's just pure venom from both men. They just fucking kill each other. There's the added uh, drama there of uh, Shibata on commentary and Willie or Wendy get involved. Uh, Kenta still has his United States contract briefcase that he beat uh, Tanahashi with. And he turns it around and he smashes his head with the other half, other side of the uh, briefcase, uh, smashing that side in too. Uh, <laughs> this match. Uh, oh, man. Let's let me go on my notes aren't as extensive oh yeah it was that ending it's it's long too it's like 25 minutes and i only i only mentioned that because hiroshi tanahashi is going to have a very busy weekend busier than he anticipated (laughs) because uh eventually eventually so he he hit the high fly flow did he hit it on the outside in this match or was it the the next match because uh in one of them he does but uh he does hit a high fly flow for the finish here. Uh, doesn't take anything away from heel Kenta. You can always heat him up easily. That's what I like about how they're booking Kenta. As soon as you want to warm him up, he's good to go. He seems like a pretty good threat all the time. And you've got Tanahashi kind of, yeah, I don't know, man. What do you think of this match? It's It was exciting to see Shibata there. Yeah. Why is he there? You know what I mean? And I recall that there was talk of a Shibata return to the ring um, and it was supposed to be versus Kenta and they had built up to it and then it just didn't happen. So maybe, you know, we're all kind of thinking, why are they doing this? Like, what is the point of this other than to build to a match? Nothing in wrestling should happen except to build to a match. That's the only thing, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like the, the Kurt Vonnegut rule in uh, writing. You say, you know, he says that everything the protagonist does or says should further the story, period. You know, and he's right, and that's what they do typically. So that's a mystery. We'll find out eventually. You know, um, Kenta calls him out, says, "What are you doing there? Why aren't you in the ring?" And and everyone's like, oh, "You son of a bitch!" <laughs> and Shibata's face is like, "You son of a bitch!" It's awesome. All kinds of heat on Tanahashi, and and late in the match, we get the chump bump where Kenta pulls out the briefcase. Now, Kenta had said in his post-match comments recently that the reason that he hates Tanahashi is because Tanahashi never paid him for the damage he did to the briefcase to begin with. So, this is all Tanahashi's fault. He, you know, he should be hit, and, and Kenta's the victim here, clearly. So... Um, <laughs> Shibata, so what happened to is after all that, that's when Shibata runs in the ring. He protects Tanahashi in the sanctity of that ring, right? And he kicks Kenta, which is shocking, and then helps helps Red Shoes back in the ring. Is like, here you go, buddy. You know, like he's helping a little puppy up the stairs or something. And uh, and Shibata, uh, we get a Shibata drop kick on Kenta. High fly flow to standing Kenta, second one to Kenta's back, yeah. I think, and then Tanahashi wins. That's, I this is fucking fantastic. And and Luke, something that we don't ever oh, talk man. about is how much of a dream match this is for wrestling fans. Because like Kenta wasn't in New Japan for years. You know, this is his first like foray into New Japan. And I don't think Tanahashi yeah. ever went to Noah. And if he did, it wasn't against, you know, Kenta, because Kenta was more like a junior type guy there. So 
this is mm-hmm. this is a dream match, and it lives up to the billing. It lives up to the you know the hype. It's fucking fantastic. Uh, I do want to point out that I'm, you'll confirm if I'm if I remember correctly or not. But that kick by Shibata, crowd made noise. Oh yeah, yeah. The crowds were very noisy at these shows, and it's awesome. I like it. I can't couldn't blame him for some of this stuff. Shibata does a kick, and they're like, oh. And then they're like, oh, shit, uh, clap, 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 clap. In but one yeah. of these shows, there was a guy sitting in the crowd that just had a shirt on that was all black with giant white lettering that said gasp on it. And I was like, that fan is funny. That's, <laughs> that's what the New Japan fans do. That, you know, that's the, oh, that thing. You know, that's, that's, that's when you know you've done something insane. That's right. So <laughs> let's do it, man. It's in the Tokyo Dome. 6,500 fans. It's uh, 6,500 more fans that are in any Olympics event right now. <laughs> it's Wrestle Grand Slam. Yes. And uh, before we, we, we start... Yeah, before yeah. we get into the Rambo, can we talk a little bit about that this is not a dome show. This is a baseball stadium show. This is more has much more in common with the Jingu Stadium show than it does with the January yes. 4th show. Which I was not expecting, but I was totally down with. Yep. I also want to point out that uh, this happened during lockdown. I was in lockdown. One of my good mates, um, Shane, was in lockdown as well. Uh, and I accidentally sent him a message. I was, I think, I'd have sent to you or someone else about New Japan, and he was just like, "What the fuck? Oh, there's a New Japan show on today." Uh, and you know, I gave him my uh, login deets, and I was like, "Yeah, check it out, man. The show starts at this time. There's going to be some amazing matches on it." Uh, and he watched the entire show, so I didn't know how much he was going to watch. Uh, long story short, he he said, and just give me a moment to make this good audio while I search for it. Uh, all right, so he he does say about one match was uh, uh, probably one of the best matches he's seen in like over six months or something like that. But, uh, yeah, he said it was a really great style of wrestling. So we enjoyed the show overall. It's, uh, yeah, so it was really nice. I don't think he'd ever watched New Japan before. He's heard of some New Japan guys. He watches Dynamite and stuff, so you can't really avoid it. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. I don't know if I've created a new fan or not, or if he'll ask me when there's other shows and stuff. But uh, I might let him know the next time a major show's on. There you because, go. Uh, if I had a followed it up going, hey, there's a show on tonight as well, and it's just all tags and stuff, I don't know what he'd make of it. But, uh, yeah, so that was really cool. So I got to watch that with, sort of with him. You know, online we'd have a bit of a chit-chat uh, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, it's funny because I explained some of the evil stuff to him, right? And after I've, I've typed that out, I'm like, wow, wrestling really is a soap opera when you type all this storyline <laughs> stuff out. Uh, yeah. You know, why are these two people fighting? Well, they're fighting because of this. I'm like, fuck, that's a soap opera right there. Sure. <laughs> and I mean, there's so that was really evil cool. twin, too. You never know. I mean, <laughs> evil had a brother this whole time. <laughs> Cold. I love that when uh, they, good. they kill someone off of one of those shows and they come back as their evil twin. It's the same thing as a guy losing a lever, loser leaves town match and coming back under a mask. And it's the same thing. <laughs> What if evil hits his hair head so bad that he oh, becomes good? 
Dude, that is a great gimmick, and I hate that no one uses it. The thing where, like, okay, remember Steve Urkel would get hit in the head, and he'd turn into the suave guy, you know? I mean, that shit is mm-hmm. funny as hell, man. I think that's funny. Do you think, did, I don't remember what the suave guy's name was, but um, do you think he fucked Laura? Uh, Sure. I'm not a, what was the Family Matters? I didn't watch too many episodes of that, but I know who Urkel is. Okay. Well, I mean, that's the only I'm way sorry, Urkel's man. ever fucking Laura. That's all I'm saying. All right. Um, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> now, Great Bape, well, on the other hand. <laughs> it's, not be- it's not because he was a nerd. Because I think nerds do all right. It's because he pulled his pants up to his fucking nipples. That's that's probably yeah. the biggest turn off right he, there. For, he also and, really and liked to ask... Of, like, he, he would do awful things and then ask people if he did it. You know, like, that's pretty annoying, you know? Like, you do yeah. something terrible and they go, did I do that? Yeah, you just did. I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> so. Yeah. He probably, like, wasn't the dad in that show a cop or something? Should have arrested that little bastard. Yeah, like, he's, the cop seriously. From, he's the cop from Die Hard. It's crossover. It is. Yep. Did I do that? Yes, you did. And I got fingerprints, you little shit. He, he never <laughs> once talked about how he shot some kid. You know, like he does. Maybe that happened after. I don't know. Maybe Die Hard's the prequel. Oh my god. That is the Die Hard guy, the Twinkies guy. That's right. Oh my god. Okay, so we're we're stalling a little bit. We're starting with probably like, I there was entertaining moments, but we're starting with the worst match of the Boo. night. I guess it's Rambo with handcuffs. You can lose what um, by getting thrown out or being handcuffed to the ring. Or being pinned or submitted. Pinned and submitted. Yeah. So So I'm not going to go through everything that happens in the match, but I will mention all the wrestlers in it. So we've got Chase Owens, uh, Great Okan, Honma, Makabe, Tiger Mask, Doki, Kanemaru, Suzuki, Sho, Yo, Yuji Nagata, Satoshi Kojima, Hiroshi Tenzan, Bushi, Master Wado, Dick Togo, Ishii, Ujiro, Yoshihashi, Goto, Kenta, and Yano. Look at all those names. Look at all those names. There's some big names there, right? Some big names. There's some such big names in this match, Mr. Andy, that you could be like, oh, Yano versus Suzuki in the future? That would be nice. Yano versus Kenta? That would be nice. The Yano, Yano Okan? That would be awesome. Even Yano Dick Togo, because they were teasing oh, a bit of a thing there. Yeah. That would be cool. Instead, uh, I'll talk about it in a tick, but here's some fun things I, I wrote down. Makabe gets eliminated first. Oh, my God. That's so he can go and uh, uh, check out the burger joint oh, he's nearby. He's burgers as soon as he gets to the back. Yeah. There's a doki choki on Honma. <laughs> Honma gets cuffed to the ring and has to stand there the whole fucking time <laughs> like a doofus. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Uh, Kojima eliminates Tenzan. Oh. Uh, Okan eliminates Doki and Wato at the same time. And I like uh, Ishii runs after Dick Togo with a chair. <laughs> Dick Togo's running away. Uh, Yano outwits Okan again. And then um, the worst thing that happened in the match. Because you've got all these really cool names in it that, like, uh, Chase Owens wins. I'm like, eh, I'm not calling you king. And. No one wants that feud. Like, no. we've got Suzuki in this match. Suzuki and Yano have this fucking history. I'm just, now the F-bombs are coming out because I'm really pissed off about Chase Owens winning here. But uh, <laughs> it, it, for the most part, it's fun, silly stuff. It's a bit of a mess because uh, 
in New Japan, they're known for their tag matches and their singles matches and all that kind of stuff. And they're not really known for doing big battle royal gimmicks that often. So it's clunky as fuck, but uh, it's still big, big, a bit of fun, except for the end. Yeah, it's it's fine. I mean, this guy goes the distance, I guess. My thing is he hits his finish and pins Yano. Like, fuck off. Why can't Yano just get thrown out or, you know, hilariously handcuffed to... to what, why don't you handcuff someone else to Hanma, too, by the way? Come on. Like, let's get... Yeah. You know what I mean? They should have handcuffed someone to Hanma and had that person handcuffed to the ropes, too. I mean, they should they, they didn't get very creative with the handcuffs, which was kind of weak. But uh, I thought it was fun. I thought it was really funny that Twitter hated this match so much. And I was like, there were people like, well, I'm fucking canceling my New Japan membership because of this. Dude, this is the free show before the show starts. Just so relax. Funny. It's only for a trophy. Just to calm down. <laughs> yeah. People were so pissed. But it was fine. And there was a funny picture posted on the internet I sent you with, uh, you know, Mr. Owens uh, celebrating. And in the background, Giotto's just in. He's like in the background, like celebrating. He's got a mask on and he's holding up a container to the to the camera. And it's just a container of skull dip. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I don't know. Not allowed to have weed in Japan. So you got a dip, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So Chase Owens, yeah, he's the king of pro wrestling uh, trophy holder, and I'll never call him the king. There are only two kings of New Japan. It is Yano and Minoru Suzuki. And long made it. So that's why Suzuki should have won. Yeah. He calls himself the king. Yano's the king. Uh, it just, yeah, shit. Ah! Mind so you, they got, got something. He's got uh, something else to do, though, and that'll be fun yeah, to talk yeah. about, too. So, Yeah. I was, I was just about to say, yeah, he's got something else planned. But uh, anyway, uh Start off with Wrestle Grand Slam proper, and Hiromu comes down to the ramp. He does Hiromu things, and he confirms what he already tweeted about that he is cleared, and as he should, he declares himself the next IWGP <laughs> Junior Heavyweight Challenger because he never lost his fucking title That's again. True. That's true. So he's first in line, and everyone's just like, "Yep, fair cop." No one's complaining about that at all. So that leads like everyone to believe that it'll be, ooh, we're going to get Hiromu versus El Desby soon. Yeah. No, nah, man, that's a fucking, that's a Tokyo Dome match. Get that's out of here. I think, yeah. uh, so uh, oh, it has to be, right? I because mean, of their last match together, you've got to amp that shit up. It's got to be Tokyo Dome. You don't even need, like, that, that match will have such a buzz about it. You don't even need the junior title involved. Like, uh, like that's a big match, but... You'd probably have it involved because otherwise, like that Hiromu El Despi match will probably be on after the uh, actual junior title match. <laughs> you know, it's wild that the uh, Wrestle Kingdom this year opened with on the first night Hiromu versus ELP, and it was not good. It was fine. You know what I mean? It just wasn't a Wrestle mm-hmm. Kingdom match, and that is crazy to think about, isn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Hiromu versus ELP was like, man, that wasn't that great. I think that was ELP's like return to Japan as well. So he hadn't wrestled with the guys in tag previews or anything like that. So I can see that because like he's been to Japan, he's been in Japan almost nonstop ever since, and he's just yeah, he's back to his. He showed the pretty good ELP in this match here. Oh my god! Oh my god! Let's do it. Junior junior title match, junior tag title match. I should say it's the Mega Coaches versus. El Fantasmo and Shredder. 
And, uh, oh, man, this is super fun. Really, really good, perfect way to kick this show off. Rocky and Taguchi aren't fucking around. They go straight for El Fantasmo's boot. They, they want that boot. Uh, and uh, <laughs> he'll piece sudden, sudden death's a young lion. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, great hip attacks, and there's a great use of that finish between uh, Shredder and Taguchi, you know, with the... Uh, I can't remember what my note meant for that because uh, I've got lots of notes for lots of shows. So but many notes, th- man. So many notes. Yeah, I feel th- you. There's, there's some good stuff between Shredder and Taguchi. I promise you that. Rocky takes a sudden death. Oh, that's that's the thing. Right, right. So Taguchi has Shredder in the ankle lock, and then I think Rocky intervenes and takes a sudden death or something like that. Taguchi gets the ankle lock on and like takes the boot off. And uh, before the ref can check the boot out, Shredder snatches it. <laughs> yes, yes. It's a sneaky little bastard. That's funny. Uh, he uh, Then there's a low blow onto Gucci by El Fantasmo. Then a CR2. And the champs retain. This is really cool, fun stuff. Uh, they preview something really good. Uh, and I think they delivered. I think it was uh, a really nice way to kick the show off. Yes, um... Okay, so this match all built to this huge spot, all right, where, you know, all the guys were on the outside except for ELP, and he does a rope top rope walk springboard moonsault dive to the outside all over everybody, over the guardrail. Fucking insane dive. I mean, like, amazing shit. That was awesome. Yeah. And he acts like his ankles hurt, and that's to lure Taguchi in. All right, to take the boot off, which is a distraction red herring so that they can get the win. Like, they executed their plan perfectly, and that's what their plan was. It's awesome. Great match, awesome psychology, and just fantastic moves. I mean, ELP, my God, that that dive was just, that was a Wrestle Kingdom-worthy dive. Yep. So uh, it's, a, it's a match that put a smile on my face and kind of made me go, all right, to strap in, we're in for some fun stuff. And all right, so I got a, a few notes for this man. I watched it twice or most of it twice. I don't <laughs> do that a, a lot for wrestling. Well, I had an, bit, an extra day. We were supposed to record earlier in the week. Mr. Andy had to work more. And that's fine. It happens. So I was like, well, I don't have to do previews this week. Uh, I want to I see a bit, uh, like the last 10 minutes again of Robbie versus El Desperado. So I did that. So uh, this was fucking amazing. This is fuck your leg, the match. Uh, fuck your leg. No, fuck your leg. They'll, do ma- they'll even start doing strikes on each other. And then one of them, instead of punching them again, kick to the leg. Ow. This is just crazy. Just crazy good. And it made... <clears throat> Because their both legs were fucked up, it made every move they were able to pull off look even better because they're like both fighting through that fucking pain, right? Um, there's a point in this match where El Desperado pins Robbie Eagles whilst doing a single-legged split, which was crazy. I did a tweety earlier on in the week about an article Robbie Eagles did or an interview he did on New Japan World saying that no one really targets El Desperado's jaw. And I'm like, yeah, this guy had his jaw wide shut. Why is no one punching him in the face more that's often? True. That's actually, that's actually, wow. Hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, it's nice to know that Robbie Eagles 
watches the product. He doesn't just uh, wrestle there. So, uh, yeah, and that comes into play. Uh, you know, there's, there's like a – he's been trying to get this turbo backpack on – El Desperado a few times and stuff, but like this massive thrust kick to El Desperado's jaw, boom, uh, turbo backpack. Uh, there's uh, there's a ma- there's a part where I thought the match was over. Robbie's in the numero dos, his legs fucked, his arms trapped, and I'm like, all right, this is done. All right, fuck, no, nope, but he makes it to the ropes and shit. Uh, so, yeah, when he does that, does that thrust kick to El Desperado's jaw, he manages to get that turbo backpack, 450 splash onto the leg because uh, he'd already tried the Ron Miller special early on, but uh, El Desperado managed to, to, to get out of it. And then uh, the second time, though, Ron Miller special, El Despi's crawling to the ropes. He's almost there. And then uh, Robbie does, uh, does this thing. He's like, nah, fuck that. Pulls El Desperado back. Uh, knees El Desperado's leg a few times and then boom back into the Robbie, uh, Ron Miller special and then it happens I scream I, I jump out of my chair I can't believe it's happening and Robbie Eagles is the first Australian champion in New Japan Pro Wrestling he's the f- or, uh, first Australian junior champion as well I go nuts I know everyone wants Hiromu and El Desperado but do you think they're not going to give you that at some point? Just chill. They're going to do that. But there's plenty of time to have a junior title run between now and then with a different wrestler, this time being Robbie Eagles. And I fucking loved this match. Uh, I am super biased because I'm a big fan of Robbie Eagles. But uh, I think these two gelled amazingly well. And if they want to give us another match between these two, I will take it. Well, I mean, I was pretty happy for you. You know, obviously yeah. you've, you've had interactions with Robbie Eagles and whatnot, and that's pretty cool to see your guy win like this and uh, in such a big way. He, um, there was some really cool psychology in this match. So, for example, Desperado is trying to do a blue thunderbomb. But as you said before, it's a great observation to mention that the knee and leg pain like made every move like tough and for example like i said he's trying to do this blue thunder bomb and he can't get it so he just does a swift kick to robbie eagle's knee and then he gets it because he's like you know he just attacks that spot real quick and robbie can't block it anymore it's full of just good solid spots like that that are just like cool at at one point they're both selling their legs so bad they just lay there they can't move and it's pretty funny um lots of really cool lucha pins toward the end and you know, my notes say that Desperado is finally forced to tap to the Dean Martin special. That's what mine says. The Dean Martin special. Very nice. So, yeah, uh, I, I was super happy and excited. It's uh, no offense to El Despi and Hiromu. It's someone different with the title for, for now. True. Oh, oh and this is big, too. And not only is he the first um, Australian champion in New Japan, he's now the longest reigning. So that means that he is also a record-breaking <laughs> champion, just like Yoshihashi. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. <laughs> Except it didn't take Robbie Eagles 11 years to be the champion in New Japan. But, uh... <laughs> That's awesome. Man, it, it's evident to me that uh, New Japan likes themselves some Robbie Eagles. Uh, he just won the fucking title. Of course they do. But 
Yeah, I can see why he gels well with their their, their junior mainstays, and I hope to see him having awesome matches with these people for for years to come. So uh, I don't know how you made it to Japan, Mister Eagles. I don't much care. I'm just so happy that you're there. Thank you so much. And yeah, it was really cool shit. All right. So are you ready for a match I thought was a banger until the finish? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we got a Carter versus Jeff Cobb. Uh, this match is fucking nuts. There's some gnarly shit in it. Like you got this Dr. Bomb by Jeff Cobb. Also like this delayed blame, blame buster, brain buster onto the floor. This, this is great. A Carter comeback too. And because there's very little or no money clip, it's very minimal. Like, he doesn't try it that often. I liked this match a lot more than I've liked a lot of Akata matches in, in the uh, recent past. And I get really into it. I don't mind that uh, you're getting this Okada comeback and then there's a bit of back and forth. I'm like, all right, this could still go anywhere. And there's just some kind of lame roll-up in that Okada does. And I'm like... It's fine. There's uh, the next night of Japan makes it feel like this feud's going to continue, and I'm happy for that because it's just a oh, I caught you with a pin, ah, ha ha. But I don't know for a big show like this, I kind of wanted a big time finish. I, I would have preferred a tour of the islands, but even, even would have been cool to see a rainmaker or something come out again. But apart from the finish, I really like this match, and I like that kind of Jeff Cobb brought this side of Okada back out to, to for this match because, like, I miss this Okada. It's good. What do you think? Okada's best when he's selling, and he sells for Jeff yeah. Cobb. So that's why this is all working, you know? And, uh, yeah. and like, Cobb does a couple amazing things in this match. One of them in particular is that he puts Okada up on the top rope and hits a standing drop kick, just like Okada does. And uh, that, yep. that was wild, you know, because the dude has just, you know, got hops. That's crazy. Um, he also yeah. does a move that I've only seen on the independent scene here locally in Cincinnati that I like to call the double tap. And that is where you do a chop and a lariat uh, at basically not the same time, but right back to back in one smooth motion. And Jeff Cobb's doing that now. That's pretty cool. Um, that move will get over huge in Japan because it, it makes a lot of noise. Uh, but uh, yeah. Cobb does everything he needs to win except give a tour, and that's the frustrating thing. It's a cheap finish. The uh, you know the lower laundry boys cannot win a singles match. None of them have won a singles match. No. It's fucking bullshit. Not for a while, anyway. I mean, yeah. what what Okan beat like a young lion, right? That's it. Oh, he beat Naito early okay, in the yeah, year. You're but, right, uh, and the G1 stuff, I'm sure. He you know he hasn't been in the G1 yet, but he did beat Naito. You're right. But, I mean, he lost to everybody else. It's just frustrating. They can't, you know, they can't seem to win. Hanari doesn't even exist, you know? <laughs> yeah, I miss that dude. Yeah. I really do. But, yeah, that is what it is. Uh, and, and I just feel sorry for Okan because if Jeff Cobb and Hanare aren't there, He's got nothing to do, so they're not yeah. going to have him on the show. <laughs> and that's, I guess that's the problem when you're the only Japanese uh, star in a, well, my, so far mostly like a gaijin faction. So, uh, you know, it, whatever. Let's let's cheer ourselves back up, though. Hell yeah. Because I liked their first match as a tag team 
their first tag team match together, but this second one that they've had, uh, Dangerous Techers versus the what they're calling the Dream Team, uh, I might say is one of, if not my tag team match of the year so far. Uh, I adore this match. Miho Abe, by the way, yeah. super exciting. So uh, I just want to go to the Summer Struggle. What was this show called again? It's called, it the, called the Wrestling, Wrestling Grand Slam. And what I learned this week is that this is the first of a few Wrestling Grand Slams, which are just, they're not just, but they are baseball stadium shows. So I, I honestly didn't catch on yep. to that um, when they first started advertising that it was going to be a few of them. Um, I guess maybe because there was supposed to be a, a show that was at like a Tokyo stadium before this one and then this was supposed to be that's the next right. day or something like that so now that other show is going to be later on and there's maybe a third one too um but you know when we get past this show that'll be all they're building towards now is those those ones that are i think the next one's on august 4th yeah and whilst they're doing that they'll probably start teasing some uh, g1 shit too yes, so uh, i'm looking forward and, to that and who knows if we might get teased for something else because i have on this last night of action, I have some interesting things to talk about. So nice, I can't wait. But let's uh, let's do it. Like uh, both techers want to wrestle Sonata and not Naito at the start, <laughs> so uh, that made me laugh. <laughs> this match is like 37, 38 minutes. It's amazing. There's uh, Naito and Sonata are heels too, so they're both uh, working over Zack Saber Jr. So Zack Saber Jr. can get a hot tag. I loved it. And I still don't believe that this was a 37-minute match. I, I, I'm like, that's bullshit. There's no way. But, uh, oh, man, the selling, like, the, the drama, everything felt both, like, smooth and gnarly as well. Zack Sabre Jr. is in the match for such a long time because he can't seem to tag in Taichi. And that's the kind of story of it there. Like, he, he, he can't – or he, that that – he gets the hot tag eventually, but later on in the match, when he's back in the match, he can't tag out again because uh, his leg's too fucked and they're going after after him. But uh, he manages to survive and he traps Naito in a pin. One, two, three. The techers are the champs again. And uh, I'll, I'll just mention it very quickly because you won't dwell on it that much at all. But Goto and Yoshihashi came out as the next challengers. But what do you think of this match? I have a lot more to say about it than you did, so strap oh, in here. Yeah. Um, so first things first, we have Kevin Kelly on the call, and uh, if you haven't heard, he was in a war with wasps. Um, there were wasps attacking him during the show for some reason, and so that was amusing. Uh, he will not shut up about it for the next year, though, I will guarantee you that. But he said something very strange on commentary to start this off. He's told a story about Eddie Graham pulling a fan's nose off. The fan had run into the ring, and he pulled the fan's nose off. And this was while some nose trauma was going on in the ring. And so Kevin Kelly's point was that you shouldn't take nose trauma lightly, which is funny. I don't know what he, <laughs> why that was the thing, but that was funny. Um, <clears throat> we had this incredible wrist lock escape part between Zack Sabre Jr. and Sonata just doing the thing that they do. Like you said, Zack Sabre Jr.'s knee was hurt, and Naito's healing off on it so much, the crowd is, like, booing him and, like, fucking getting right behind Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi. There is a part in this match 
where Tai Chi gets a fiery baby face hot tag. And, and and this is amazing. So he runs in, he takes out Naito, and, and fucking Sonata feeds in, who had just been standing on the apron waiting for a tag. He feeds in to get taken out, and I was like, oh my god, this is just amazing. Because <laughs> if you ever notice, when someone does a hot tag, they need more than one person to do offense on. They need, And so almost always the bad guy will get in the ring and say, hey, well, wait a second, I'm going to, you know, and then he gets taken out, you know, and they did that yeah. shit, which is very, it's not a normal thing you see in New Japan. Um, Taichi gets put in the Paradise Lock for quite some time. That was pretty funny. And there is big, <laughs> long, big, long, everyone in the pool section where, like, everyone's hitting big moves on everyone else. Um, tai Chi ends up on top, and then and then the pants come off. And uh, Naito, you know, like I said, he's so mean to the to Zack Sabre Jr. The crowd's all behind the Techers. Techers do cool tag moves, but Lij counters with their own tag moves that are even cooler. We had a huge double submission uh, from Lij on the Techers. Another crazy section where everyone's hitting big moves. We get the Moon yeah. Assault, Black Mephisto, Destino, and the Zack Driver. Everybody's dead. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. They That was so this great. This match was man. nuts, man. It was insane. Then they do another one like this where Taichi hits a sweet running strike on Naito. It just kills him. Um, Zack does the babyface fire up. And, uh, you know, uh, and Taichi, let's see here. Oh, and, and okay, so... You know, Zack Sabre Jr. does this big fire up, and then he hits this, like, goofy clutch pin on Naito. And what happened was it looked like they didn't, like, they didn't time the transition. Because basically, like, uh, Naito went for the Destino, and then it was supposed to, like, kind of transition, like, like smoothly into this weird pin. Um, but it didn't quite work in, because, like, Naito had to bring his own legs up. You barely catch it. You know what I mean? It's hard to see, but Naito had to bring his own legs up, which looked really like, oh no. So they kind of screwed that up a little bit, but my God, it still had the effect that it was, you know, that it was the end. And this match is so good. I can't, it's like one of the best tag matches I've ever seen. It's, it's fucking amazing. It's, it's nuts. Uh, I think it, either tops or comes close to that Sonata Zack Sabre Jr. match. It's one of my favorites of the year. I thought the champs were going to retain. Uh, I, I th- <clears throat> then then I thought the challenge is going to win. I flip-flopped. I just didn't know what to think or feel. It's just like, it was just super exciting. These these four guys just crushed it for 40 minutes in a, in a pretty long day damn long tag match i saw people complaining that like oh new japan's having long matches now because they've got like a depleted roster and i'm like well yeah but when it's this good you, like shut the fuck up it's as long <laughs> as it needs to be the match is as long as it needs yeah. to be you know yeah shit i mean it's not like uh yo and el desperado or anything like that but uh yeah there's this, uh, <sighs> you have your you've seen amadeus right yeah, that's like a fantastic yeah, yeah. movie. And, and um, you know, Mozart has written this amazing opera, and the prince comes, you know, or I, and he's the prince is an outstanding character in that movie. Uh, and he, he, you know, he has yawned during the, you know, the performance, which everyone was scandalized by. You know, it must be a terrible opera if the prince yawned. And so Mozart approaches him, asking him what he thought. And the, <laughs> and the guy explains. You know, he's so pretentious. He says, well, you know, your opera was good, but it, it had too many notes. And and Mozart's like, what? That's it had neither too many, not 
not enough. It had the exact amount of notes that I needed. And he said, well, you know, the, the prince, he's like, well, there's only so many notes that the royal ear can hear. So you had too many. Oh, fuck <laughs> That's what people on Twitter bitching about a match being long sound like to me. So. Yeah. I know I've bitched about matches match length too, but uh, when it when it's a match like this, we you know we could go either way and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think uh, it calls for a, a, a bit of length, I guess. But let, let's we we forgot to mention something, and it was at the end of the Tanahashi Kenta match. Uh, Tanahashi said, "Look, Fabushi can't make it tomorrow night." I'll take his place. Hell yeah. So, uh, he did. And that brings us to our main event, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Shingo Takagi. Dude. What the fuck? <laughs> now, I don't care what the com- commentators and us and wrestling fans can tell me and everyone can tell me that Tanahashi's fucked all they want. He just had two bangers in a row. Both of them over 20 minutes. This one closer to 40. So everyone can shut up. This guy can still go like a maniac when he needs to. And they need him to. So he does. Like, this match is amazing. There's headbutts. Freaking dragon screws. By the way, was it? Yeah, it was this match. Yeah. There's there's a high fly flow to the outside. Yeah. So you know big match Tanner's out. Uh, at one point, though... Uh, I thought Tanner was going to win. Like, they really got me there. They really, really got me. Because he hits the high fly flow, doesn't he? Yeah, on the outside, like and, you said. And then he hits yeah. a second uh, high fly flow in the ring, yeah. Yeah, and I thought, that's it. It's over. Uh, but it's not. But uh, there's some gnarly moves. I'm, I'm doing these out of order. But here's this shit. You get, like, straight jacket. Beautiful straight jacket by Tanahashi. Deadlift German by Shingo. These two are tearing it up. Tanahashi even pulls out. He goes for a Kamagoye, doesn't get it. He does a Shibata kind of drop kick to the corner yeah. to Shingo. And I was like, oh, my God. And I don't know if you caught this, but I caught this. Tanahashi does the, Shing- uh, does the Shibata headbutt, and I hear someone say, what the fuck? <laughs> Did you hear that? I didn't hear someone Clear say, as day. Someone around the ring or commentary or someone like that. It wasn't Kevin or Chris, but someone screams out, what the fuck, when the Shibata headbutt happens. And, uh, it was much safer yeah. than the Shibata headbutt, oh, though. It wasn't, oh, of course. Yeah, of course. It wasn't the death but one. even still, wow. Uh, there's this... Uh, oh, man. And he's not the only one doing headbutts. Like, there's some super headbutts by Shingo as well. By the way... Um, I might as well just I don't know if you're gonna say it but I might as well just say it first this is never as fuck like this match is just yeah it is and uh, I am 100% ready uh, to yeah you I, know. I can tell that you're 100% ready I, I agree and I believe you I mean you should <laughs> believe me because uh... <laughs> I do never as fuck yeah there's there's a last of the dragon off the kind of second rope. Tanahashi kicks out. Oh, then nice. a normal one. Yeah, it's just amazing. Then a, then a normal one. So he, Tana gets his big kick out to look awesome. Then uh, another last of the dragon. 
And Shingo Takagi writes the wrong from earlier in the year when he lost his never open title to Tanahashi by retaining against Tanahashi. This match was fucking incredible. It was like this almost 40 minute kind of banger. Tanner worked his ass off both nights in a row. He had a, a, a fantastic match with Kenta the night before. And he has a pr- amazingly big match. Sorry, I don't know if you could hear that. Uh, but an amazing match with uh, Shingo as well. Oh. The ace, man. What, do you, what, what can you say? He's he, the ace. Uh, this is a Tanahashi main event. You know, it's, it's that style. Yeah. You know, where it builds and builds and builds and builds and builds. And... Um, you know, you mentioned a lot of things I was going to talk about as far as the moves and stuff. Um, you know, Shingo seems like the underdog in this match, which is interesting, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it even... Well, Tanner took his title the last time. Right, yes. And so that's that's definitely why. We had a, a Last of the Dragon um, that turns into a sling blade by <laughs> Tanahashi. That was oh, my God, fuck. yes. Um, you know, and I thought it was over... Um, when you were talking about, so there's a high fly flow on Shingo, but Shingo won't let go of Tanahashi's leg. And so Tanahashi hits a Kamigoye and then hits a second high fly flow. And I thought it was over, but Shingo yeah. kicks out. And that was his huge like moment of the match other than the, the victory. Um, this, this match is fantastic. If you've seen, you know, Okada versus Tanahashi at any point, I mean, this is a similar type of match. It's a little more high work rate. And a, a little less slow. However, it's just it's that Tanahashi main event. It's what you want to see, you know, in New Japan. It's fantastic. I love it. I'm so happy Shingo won. I think I would have been a little salty if he had not won, uh, you know. But that really makes this match like better for me. After the match, yeah. uh, we get a video package, and it's it's evil. And he's like, "Yeah, bro, I'm evil. Everything's evil, and I wanna I wanna win the title um, and make that evil too." And then the lights go out. And uh, and he appears. Everything is evil. Yeah, and the crowd goes mild. Wow. <laughs> People are. I understand it. That. I understand that. Look, I don't think evil's going to win. No offense. I like evil, but I don't really want him to win. I think they need someone to kind of solidify this title for a bit. So I hope Shingo has this belt during the G1 and all that kind of stuff too. So, uh, yeah, man, this is incredible shit, and. It was on that note that I was going to be like, man, I'm so pumped to to, uh, to talk about this stuff. And Tuesday didn't happen. It is what it is. So Tuesday night, though, we had a show. So like, it would have been absolutely perfect to kind of be like Shingo versus Tanner, the end. But here we go. <laughs> Because what we got next is not a bad show. I'm not going to shit on it, but it is your standard house show tag night, right? Yes. Now, uh, something notable about this, though, no Hiromu and no Ibushi on on this show. So that's just something notable about it. Yeah. So, uh... (laughs) <laughs> you got some things to talk about with this this show as well from uh, what you said earlier. So, uh, but let's let's get to the start. We got Yota, Suji, Tomoaki Homa, and Toki Makabe versus the three dads. And if you guessed Lariat, you'd be right because just like Jeff Cobb's the only one in the Empire that's allowed to win fucking tag matches. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, Kojima is the only one allowed to win in Three Dads Gym in oh, their tag true. matches it's too. True. Yeah, he's the winner. So, uh, there's good look. It's good fun stuff, as you'd expect. I'm not, uh, but I just want to bring up one part that was really gnarly. Yoda hits bread hard with a lariat, <laughs> hard, and bread just takes it, and he's just you see his face is just like, Ooh, that hurt, and then he just fucks it. Yoda Suji up with the baguette of death, and that's the uh, the one two three. But that was a really cool ending. I really liked that. It was good, yeah. And we know coming up, Suji has his last match before he goes on excursion. So him and Yuya are leaving for excursion. They both have their last match oh. like next week. Nice. So um, you know, I think he's facing Naito, I believe, and Yuya's facing and the other one fighting other guy. Akata. So is it Tanahashi? Okay. Yeah. That's no, Okada, I think. Okada. Okay, yeah. So those matches are happening. They'll lose, and then they'll they'll go on excursion. So that's happening soon. That's pretty cool. Um, where's Gabe Kid? Uh, but we'll have to find out what yeah. shaved head guy is doing. But I, I I have something interesting about this match. So we know that Eugene Nagata is the oldest fifty three year old. Uh, but how many years, Luke, does the Three Dads Gym uh, combined have? How many years do you think they have combined? In wrestling, alive. Oh, alive? Yeah. Uh, you probably close to 150, not quite. That's a great guess. Well, it turns out Eugene got us 53, 10's on his 50, and Mr. Bread is also 50. So it's 153 combined years. Now, what about the other team? Uh, well, who we got in the other team? Uh, you know. Uh, I don't even think they make it to 80. Okay. Well, uh, you'll be surprised to find out that Makabe is 48 years old and that Hanma is 44 and Suji's 27, coming to a total of 119 years on this oh. earth. So they, they old as fuck too. Um, Hanma, by the way, really bad in this match, like real bad. And he's the one who's in the match the most. <laughs> and it's like he sucks so bad. Yeah. He really doesn't give a fuck in this you, one. It's funny. There, no, there, there are definitely some nights where... Hom is just like, whatever. It's just the opener. Yeah. And then, yeah. We, we had you, some... you get all sort. You get all sorts of Honmas. You get this Honma. You get the Honma that everyone just likes to troll. And then you get times where you get someone who knows how to work with him, like an Ishi or a Suzuki, and it's somehow amazing. That's true. There was also some kayfabe shattering camera angles in this match, where it's like, why are you okay? I'm usually pretty happy with the camera work, but they just kind of, they were looking a little too straight on into some of the moves at a certain angle, and I was like, oh, that's not yeah. good. But anyway, well, what was the next match, Luke? All right, so we got Jado, Shredder, El, 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 El Fantasmo versus Robbie Eagles, Tiger Mask, and Yuya. And even though Yuya was in this, I was like, uh, it's probably going to be Tiger Mask at least. I couldn't but, tell. I couldn't tell who yeah. was getting pinned. Yeah, so uh, for some reason I wrote a note saying what's with the start, but I can't I can't remember that. But we get teasers here of some El Fantasmo and Robbie Eagles. Their chemistry, they have like two uh, two parts together in this match, and it is the best part of the match. I want that match, please, El Fantasmo versus Robbie Eagles. But I don't want another match. I don't want another junior title match where the challenger is also the tag champ. I, yeah, I'm kind of over that, so keep that separate for now. 
But if they're teasing us some ELP Eagles in the future, uh, yes, yes, yes. So uh, also Paul Tiger Mask has to eat all these like jerk off fucking back rakes, which he is does. funny. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a bloody cross on Yuya to end the match. So a couple things about this. Um, I couldn't tell who was going to get pinned. That was funny. And if you guys are an aspiring wrestler or you like wrestling a lot and you want to see how to do the lucha spot, uh, just watch this match. They do it fucking perfection. And not only do they do that, they do the headlock takeover, head head scissors escape to perfection as well. A lot of times you see guys just kind of kick out of that a little bit, the head scissors. But uh, no, Robbie Eagles, you know, kips up the way you're supposed to, which is fucking amazing. And not everybody can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Giotto loves New Day, I guess, because he keeps like trying to interrupt the crowd to do a New Day clap. He starts his own clap. Um, but really, the big news out of this match is maybe somebody let something slip. Because I watched this with English commentary. And Kevin Kelly says, oh, man, these juniors, they're really trying to, you know, show as much good as they can right now because of that Super Juniors Tag League that's coming up, which uh, I didn't know anything about a Super Juniors Tag League. I tried to find where that was advertised somewhere. It's not. So uh, apparently the Super Juniors Tag League is uh, coming up. You heard it first here. And later on, (laughs) I have another huge news scoop. So I, it's been a big news week for me, and I couldn't put that stuff at the top. But if you've listened this far into the episode, you deserve a reward, and you're going to get one. Damn straight. We love rewards, and I hope to be rewarded by hearing what you have to say as well. So it's rewards all around. All right, let's, let's do it. we got Kazuchika Okada, Toriyano, and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Gato, Yujiro. Fucking take a night off and go away from it. And Chase Owens. And... Um, and this is the, the night where I haven't seen it for a while, and now I am seeing it, and I'm like, oh, God, Chase and Yujiro are fucking back together. <laughs> it's fine. I'm surprised that Tanner works hard in this match for some reason. This guy deserves a break. <laughs> like, why did he take the bulk of this match? Like, what what are you doing, man? It's Gator, Yujiro, and Chase. Just stand on the corner and look handsome it's fine we don't blame you after the last couple shows right but uh yeah it's all it's fine but uh money clip on gato and then after the match something i was delighted to see because i didn't like the finish the previous night is jeff cobb comes out and attacks uh because it's go carter awesome so yeah yep. yeah it's kind of, this match is hashtag gato's revenge and hashtag uh, cobb's revenge in gato's case it just means he gets beat up Yep. Because they all. <laughs> in Cobb's case, it means that he actually gets revenge. So that was fine. Yeah. All right. So we've got uh, Show, Yo, and the Chaos Boys, which is the tag champs, of course. Uh, Ishii, Goto, and Yoshihashi versus the Dangerous Takers and uh, Suzuki, Kanemaru, and Desperado. So uh, there's a point in this match where El Desperado is like laying on the ground, on the mat, sorry, near the ropes. And Ishii's got his hand on the rope, and he's just as he's looking out at the uh, at his opponents, he's just casually stomping on El Desperado, <laughs> and that made me laugh, and laugh, and laugh. That was it <laughs> was fucking hilarious. And uh, there's at one point where everyone the show's like getting stretched out by everyone at Suzuki Goon yes, at the same him, time. Man, damn, damn, they they really give it to the poor guy there, and. Uh, at the every at the end of the match, every member of Chaos is being stretched somehow, 
and Tai Chi taps out Yo. And uh, this is kind of cool because we got Suzuki and the Techers going for the six-man titles next. And uh, that's kind of like a dream trio right there. Like yes. Suzuki and the Techers. It also sounds like an album I would buy. Yeah, they, um, that was, uh, <laughs> yes. I also think it's a fucking funny thing. It's like, oh, you're going to challenge for our titles or we're challenging for yours. <laughs> That's pretty funny because I think That's that, right. you know, they're basically saying, well, if, you know, if we don't get our, you know, title match first, then you're not going to get a title match. You know, just like they were being shitty to Naito and Sonata trying to keep them from getting a tag match and they had to resort to magazine shenanigans. We'll have to see what you know, what happens with Chaos. They, of course, have no personality other than Ishii, so they'll probably just stand there and go, hey, woo, woo, you know, but... Uh, Dude, do you remember that match when uh, uh, Suzuki versus Kenta and Kenta's just reading a fucking newspaper? Yes, that was amazing. That was so much fun. <laughs> All right, so let's go to our grand finale. It's the uh, Evil Dicks versus Bushi and Shingo. Uh it's fine i feel like over the last year i've seen some form of this match before uh and yeah i don't have many notes uh evil pins bushy so you know i as i said before you know it's been a big news week for me i've been busy at work i've been busy watching new japan trying to get some sleep and i've also been busy you know on the phones learning some things you know making the moves all the kinds of things that you know podcast guys do and if you don't know yeah. i mean we got the inside track to all the legitimate 100 percent real news and so i was actually able to obtain a video um now we're going to play the audio for you here but uh, the video is available on our twitter at uh, never open pod and on instagram at never open pod and uh, basically what this is, is this is, a, uh, you know, one of the proposed um, Titan Tron like videos, entrance videos and themes for uh, for evil and Dick Togo as a tag team. Um, so are you ready for this, Luke? This is pretty special. Dude, I don't know if you're you know familiar, but this is pretty this is pretty cool, huh? Dude, I, I'm pumped. I can't I tell can't you wait. who I got this from, too, either. I can't you know, I can't divulge my sources, but um Fair you enough. Know, uh, but here we go. So this is the uh, the world premiere of this video slash audio clip here. So here we go. This is the pr uh, proposed theme song for the uh, evil and Dick Togo. Evil Dick! Evil Dick! Evil Now, I was able to do some research, uh, and I, I actually learned that that is uh, from a 1990 album uh, called Body Count. And the artist, um, you know, that's the name of the band, but the artist's name who is doing the, the vocals there is Ice Motherfucking T is what his name is. And um, that's really cool, you know. Um, I, I just, I think they should have gone with that. And the video is even better. So, I mean, like, it's fantastic, and I, I don't understand why they didn't go with that. I don't understand either. Uh, mind you, if they do go with that music, you know what's going to happen, Mr. Andy? That music's going to play, and then while we're watching it, a thing on the screen's going to come up with uh, 
<laughs> you know, whatever it happens when Makabe comes out and they go play his music. Yeah, I have his music memorized because I've heard it so many damn times. Fake music, anyway. Well, yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't want to outdo myself, but I've also, you know, while we've been, you know, here on the show, I've been, you know, working the DMs and stuff. And I got a big announcement. Grape Ape is going to be on the show next week. So that's. Oh, my God. That's incredible. No, he's not. That's a scoop. <laughs> oh, he's not. You no. son of a bitch. Yes. Yes. All right. So yes, before we uh, wind things up and uh, finish off, I just want to reiterate what our preview matches will be. Yes. For... I have that down to do. Very good. We're on the there same There you page. go. Because I've already got my preview match picked for the one after this preview pick that i've picked wow peter picked the yeah, pipe, he did. yeah. He did do that yeah so uh and i'm excited to get to that but uh especially since he's on dynamite right now so that's going to be a bit of a spoiler for uh anyone so yeah anyway my preview match was mvp versus toriyanu from may 15th 2011 new japan pro wrestling invasion tour and it's the first ever crowning of a championship. Mine was uh, from Ria Goku Hall, October 10th, 2016. And it's Great Ape. Uh, I mean, excuse me. It's it's Shibata <laughs> versus Kyle O'Reilly. Um, nice. And uh, that's going to be awesome. So you guys probably didn't know that existed. And if you did, you already saw it. But it's fucking good shit. So. All right, man. Fuck. I had a great time. Man, I've been pumped up to. I've been super excited to talk to you about some of these matches, uh, even doubly so because like I was already super excited. Then you were like, "I can't do it today. I got to work." And I was like, "Oh man, when are we doing it? Friday?" Oh, I'm so. And I even got to watch uh, a bit, a bit of extra shit too. So uh, yeah. the extra time was was good. But as I'm going to bring it back because uh, we've just had some really good shows, some. some pretty decent booking all around. I'm just going to say it like uh, in Gato we trust. Ice motherfucking tea.